Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Okay, we are going to take a trip to NPCville, and we will do that right after this. All right, um... I don't know, some random notes on NPCs, because uh, you need them as a GM. Now, I like playing NPCs for the most part. Uh, There are minions and there are NPCs. And what I mean by minions is that it's the great unwashed that the villains use or the great unwashed in a city or town or whatever. And I just enjoy playing them, but you got to keep a few things in mind. Number one, and you probably heard a lot of this before, but the newbies haven't. you got to decide what their motivation is. And I'm not talking about, what's my motivation? You know, an actor thing. Although it just could be. Um, you just got to figure out what they want. Their wants and needs. It is who they are, what they want, and what will they do to get it. And that pretty much is the key to them right there. Now, that figures probably figures into your plot because you can come up with an NPC that can help, can help your, your story by coinciding with what the story is about. And that means that the player characters would have to go to them to talk to them or whatever. I also advise having more NPCs than you can use. For gangbusters, I came up with generic NPCs. I'm going to do the same thing for my fantasy games. I came up with like a dozen of them, and all I did was all I did was write name, what their what their what their role is in the game, occupation, whatever, and maybe a couple of stats. I didn't really define what what they want or anything like that. That will come later. But I've got a list to pick from. I always like, you know me, I always like tables and lists. And having a list of NPCs that you can just grab if you haven't established them yet, if they're just a name and an occupation, even better. Here's some examples I have. I didn't even put stats down for these guys. I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I can probably add another one. And like... I just have a name and an occupation, like uh, Jackie Muster, newsstand vendor. Uh, whatever. What what else do I have? Sid Catcher, jockey. Charles Candy Carmichael, locksmith slash ex safecracker. Lemmy Jones, reporter. Uh, Helen Groves, secretary. So these can go on and on and on. You can come up with like a, like I said, a dozen of them, and you just pick and choose. And once you pick one. Flesh them out a little bit. And what I mean is flesh them out like you'd flesh out a monster. You know, um, and, you know what, what, if they do damage, what damage do they do? Uh, if they have any kind of prominent NPCs, remember the benchmarks. Prominent NPCs, uh, not NPCs, prominent stats, write them down. I'd say no more than two prominent stats per NPC. Uh, just because you... Give them a little 
a little something to do. And you know, what their damage is going to be and all that kind of stuff. And that's all you need. Now, once you take a person off that list, they are set. They are now set to to be in your game on a regular basis, on a recurring or semi-recurring basis. So you would write those down somewhere. I would cross that one out and add another one on the bottom. So you always have a perpetual list of NPCs. You can use that for a lot of things, for magic items, uh, for things you find in a dungeon. Uh, you know, you can that kind of thing is like, you take it, cross one out, add another one. Always when you take one, you add. You take, you know, it's like, it's like take a penny, leave a penny, you know. And that way you'll never be lacking for NPCs. It, it works for any game system. It's great. Now, as far as like, let's talk about bad guy NPCs, mainly minions and people, uh, critters and NPCs who work for the bad guy. Now, my advice is if he has a right-hand man, the, the NPC has a right-hand man, that's good. He can be a dragon. Or just a right man, or just a right hand man. Who knows? Um, so you you have those now. As far as the NPC goes with the main villain, now as far as things like intelligence goes, intelligence goes, I would make them about two levels lower than the the villain. Say the villain has an eighteen intelligence. They would have no more than 16. So they can kind of grasp what the villain is doing, but they're not good at like formulating plans themselves. Now, if the villain dies and you want to promote that NPC, that's something else. Then you bump up the intelligence. And what I would do is I would, you know, you have the big scene where they stop the GM, but this guy gets away. All right. Don't bring him back for about three to five sessions later. And then when he comes back, he can be like, okay, he's a little smarter now. He learned some stuff. He's got the, okay, fine. Now he's a threat. Now they can do the main threat. That That's wonderful. That's kind of like, it's kind of like the villain version of using hirelings in PCs using hirelings. And when their PC dies, they take the hireling and make him a character. Done that before. Seen that before. It's really, it's really nice to have. Now, NPCs to me are, you know, they're 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 special because I enjoy playing them. As I said, I like to be a cast of thousands. More fun than just being one character. Although I enjoy playing one character, and I've I've also like populated things, places in my worlds. With NPCs that get a little more, a little more attention from me, depending on what they do. Like for for instance, we got. Let's see. Let me pull pull uh, pull them out here. Okay, NPCs for Ring of Fire. Um, Tobias Miller, Toby the Torpedo. He's a fighter. He's a level level three boxer. This is out of my Gangbusters game. He's second generation German. Um, and the stats are for regular gangbusters. So you got agility, observation. I gave them the whole the whole stats. Nowadays, see, I wrote these a few years. I wrote these a few years ago. Now, if I was writing it now, first of all, I use Gangbusters BX, which is more BX. So you have the six stats. 
And also, I would do an abbreviated thing like, what's his main, what are his main stats? And just write those down, like strength or muscle here, muscle 94, because percentile based. I gave him like four or five bullet points about what he's all about. Hans Mueller's son drives for Miller Brothers in his spare time, hates mobs, wants to get into boxing, to, into boxing to get away from them, worries about Papa working for the Tolinos, which is the black hand, and doesn't know Big Al owns a piece of him. And that's a that's an out that's another gangster from out of town. Like, and the, and he does not know that he's working for it. So that gives me something to work with. Now that's a thing of what he wants and how what is he willing to to get it, do to get it. Um, I've uh, I've done that for many a thing. Um, for the contented cows game, I have Doug Dogface DeSanto level three, and he's a I forget what they call him. Streets, he's street smart. And what I did here was again, I did a I did a whole write-up for his stats and saves for BX. I didn't do it for I didn't do it for for I have regular and BX here. I didn't do it for regular. But I I gave him equipment, skills, knife throwing stealth, equipment, a 45, a blackjack, and stiletto. And I always write down what damage they do. And that's all we, that's all you need. Those are the kind of NPCs that are a little bit more special than the run-of-the-mill guys. But you do the, need the run-of-the-mill guys. And it's so fun to take, okay, you need to go see this guy. He's a tailor. And so I pull a name out. Okay, uh, Bert Cochran Taylor. And I just start to go to town on it. I figured these are NPCs I figure are not going to get in a fight. They don't have to worry about things like that. Maybe a few of them are armed, but they don't really have to kind of worry about that kind of stuff because they're just getting, the PCs are just getting information from them. And if I, you know, push, push comes to shove, I can pull, I can pull stuff out of thin air saying, okay, they have a 38 and it does this much damage and they have a dex of 14. Okay, fine. He knows how to get out of the way. He can. He's relatively okay with shooting a gun. Okay, fine. That works. Now, if you notice, I'm pulling a lot out of my gangbuster stuff. The reason I'm doing that is because uh, one of my listeners mentioned that I talk a lot about fantasy, but I don't talk about the other genres. And, well, there is a reason for that. Because, for one... Um, I just feel that anything I tell you can be adapted to any genre, with certain exceptions. I mean, spell stuff, of course, not for everything, but, you know, you can change them for whatever you want. And also, fantasy seems to be the dominant genre of, of role-playing games. The 500-pound gorilla, that's, thank you, D&D. So, that's, I mean, anybody who's played for any length of time realizes that. Not the other genres are not are not are terrible they aren't but you know they're they're just it's just you got fantasy 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 so i just play to that i also kind of play to the uh, d20 type bx uh six stat type class and level game because again whoops again i 
I'm just playing to what works. And to me, it's like, just take it and adapt it to something else. Um, another one here I have is Stan Skid's Pichelli Pool Shark. I like this one. I like him for information because he's he he works the street. He hustles pool. He's a pool hustler. So he gets to know some pretty shady characters. There's no reason you couldn't change that to like a sidewalk potion salesman in your fantasy game who kind of hustles or maybe a, a medicine show guy who hustles stuff like that's supposed to be a cure-all or it does this and that and it does it either doesn't do it or it does it very poorly. So they're kind of a con man, con man. And so you've got that and you can, you know, you can use that in your fantasy game. Same thing. It's They're there for information. They're there for pointing, pointing the PCs in the right direction. So... Non-player characters, care and feeding, all we nerd your non-player characters. Like I said, if you, def like I said again, if you dis if you define one, take them off the list and add another one. Should be real easy. You can go into any book, practically any rule book, and find somewhere some kind of list of occupations or jobs or things like that. Especially if you got like one E, AD and D, or something like that. But those are the kind of things you find that are gold. They really are gold. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. Also, look for NPCs and occupations that don't, you know, normally, normally you see. Uh, like shopkeepers or, you know, you see them all the time. Shopkeepers, barkeeps, uh, watch captains, things like that. You ever think of doing something like talk to the sewer workers? They've seen stuff that you wouldn't believe and found stuff you wouldn't believe. So I would, I would find this, you know, somebody like a sewer worker or something like that. And if they need help, you can help them. But if they have any information like, okay, I heard that we're trying to catch this one thief. Well, uh, Charlie down here who works in the sewers he always, he's always seeing, you know, shady guys going back and forth in different, you know, different uh, basement doors and things like that. And he noticed the guy you described. He said, yeah, I found he went over to this, this area right here, this warehouse where they have a basement. So you might want to check on that. Or he knows a guy who knows a guy who is, is, um, uh, associated with these people and he's got it from good authority that the heist is going to go down tomorrow night at whatever time so think about that too find find places uh lamp lighters lamp lighters they're out and lighting lamps and putting out lamps so they're out in the dark out in you know they have to they have to protect themselves too so they probably have some kind of some kind of uh, knife or something like that. But the point is, they see things. Go to these people who see things you don't think they're going to that you know, you don't think about. The people are going to be around to see stuff. Like one guy said, I saw, I saw a couple of guys. Yeah, I was out lighting my lamps. I saw a couple of guys carrying this one guy and they snuck into an alley and I heard some clanging. And then they, 
they ran off. I went over in this trash can. I found a dead body. Some guy. Looks like some kind of bard. And so, you know, that's the information. Because that may, that may, that may tie in with what the P and the PCs are doing, but it may be just something that's like, hey, let's check it out type thing. I love stuff you just do, you know, it it just happens randomly. And that is a whole, to me, that's a whole great way of getting an adventure out of something. Great for, like like that time I said, the guy went out from the tavern, went out the alley to uh, take, a pipe, <clears throat> take a pipe or get a breath of fresh air. And an owlbear runs through the alley, followed by three guys trying to catch him. That was a whole scenario right there. And that was a lot, that one was a lot of fun, let me tell you. And so, you know, stuff like that, weird stuff and weird NPCs too. Talk to the crazy person, talk to the village idiot. They'll know things, they'll see, they'll see things. And you, you may be able to pry some information out of them. So just keep that in mind, okay? Uh, I've got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. And if you want to do a single donation, you can go to my Kofi ko page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognar or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognar. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Gilbert Suarez, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Benjamin Brodell, John Allen Large, and Aaron. For other good podcasts... Oh, thank you very much, guys, by the way. For other good podcasts, there's Dan Griggs, the Jung, Y-U-N-G, Jung Grognarn Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air.